Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. For many of us, the month between March and May are very active. It's either spring or fall, depends where in the world you are. But both seasons are characterized by fervent activity, and that's a good thing. One of the things we are quite excited about is the upcoming Global Mission Issues Committee that will happen next week, April 6th and 7th. It's one of the Adventist Church's buddies that deals directly with issues in cross-cultural missions. I will be reporting to you as early as next week on the agenda and the discussion there. We know you're curious and we want to give you the update as soon as possible. With today's episode, we are building on the topic of cross-cultural Adventist missionary teams. It's all about how we work in teams with other missionaries or with our local hosts and local leaders. We've done some work in this direction already, so please take a quick look at the show notes. There I'm listing all of the previous episodes on this series for you to have a shortcut to each of them. Our primary contributor to this series is Ronald Kuhn. Ron serves as Associate Director to the Institute of World Mission and he's happy to serve you through this series. Today we're looking at the cultural value. We're picking one cultural value. It is individualism versus collectivism. And we're looking at the impact it has on missionary teams. With that, let's transition to the interview. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org slash podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. Ron, welcome to the Institute of World Mission Podcast. Thank you, Alex. Nice to be back. Yes, um, you are so much part of the Institute of World Mission and of this podcast because we are doing a series together, a special series on Adventist multicultural missionary teams. And we've decided together that we would pick up one cultural dimension, which is individualism versus collectivism. And we will try to explain this particular dimension and apply it to the practical life of Adventist missionary teams. So I'm really looking forward to that. And the first question is this. What are the four components or dimensions of this cultural value, individualism versus collectivism? Well, Alex, uh, there are many ways to... <clears throat> to put it, but for the sake of this discussion, let's break down and uh, and try to understand how uh, collectivists and individualists uh, see them themselves, and um, and and we, you know, but the, themselves is is also a complex uh, word uh, to to put it. So, how do they see themselves in terms of their own identity? That's one. And um, how they see, uh, how they understand and they relate to groups, that's another. The society at, at large and with individuals, 
um, how do they they perceive themselves with other individuals. So these are the four four uh, let's say dimensions or four aspects of the relationship self groups society and individuals thank you very much now we've decided to to cover these four because um, uh, social science, uh, those uh, scientists, social scientists who study culture, they look at this dimension. Some people come from individualistic cultures, others come from uh, collectivistic cultures or oriented towards that side of the spectrum cultures. Uh, there's no black and white. And then they try to compare uh, behaviors and attitudes and uh, uh, practices, uh, and especially in teams. So let me let me move on and um, take you to this first one that you mentioned: relationship to self. How how a collectivist see himself or herself, and how an individualist sees himself or herself, their identity, and what impact that has on cross-cultural teams. Um, this is interesting, Alex, because it is hard for us or for anybody to really understand how the, the other sees themselves unless you experience that. But let's try to... Uh, by the way, we will not be talking about right and wrong. We will be talking more on a neutral basis the, about facts. Because immediately there is a tendency for people to, to put some attribution like this is right, this is wrong, but let's try to do it in a neutral basis without, uh, without attributing any kind of negative or positive value in itself. But individualists, they see themselves um, as not part of... Um, of the group, let's put it this way, does not include other people. They think this is me and this is not me, or this is for me or this is not for me. They somehow in their makeup, in their worldview, whatever, however you want to describe, um, this is, uh, it, it is the way they think. How do I function with, within the society? The rules, what is good for me, what is important for me, I will choose. If this is, if this is okay, I, I, I can choose or I cannot choose. doesn't matter what others think. The collectivists establish their self within the context of a community, of a group, of other people, their family, their relationships. And they see, uh, they find their fulfillment in that context. Their identity is built within something else, not just them. And the individualists see themselves as, well, my identity is based on what I, I want, what I believe, what I think, what I, what I understand. The world is out there. However, it is never completely black and white, but this is more or less the, the mindset boundaries. Me versus others and the collectivist that that's the individualist not versus but me and the, the the surrounding is something else i am 
part of the surrounding, but I am a unique entity within the surrounding, within the community. Well, on the other hand, the collectivists, the, the, the group, let's say, oriented people or cultures, they, they cannot define them and others. They are part of this community. They are because we are. I am because we are, as the saying goes. So that is, those are the dynamics that take place. So it is, it is hard to, to even unpack this abstract thinking or concept that it is built deep into, let's say, into your makeup since you grow up. But it's very important, Ron, because even though we um, begin discussing identity, it's very important that our listeners um, are with us as we as we dive into this topic. So, um, what what you are saying is that individualists see themselves independent from others. Uh, you know, I am a person. I'm not part of anybody else. Nobody else is part of me. I'm not overlapping with anybody else's personality or person or being. You know, I exist as an individual. So this is this is uh, on one side. On the other side is a person thinks, I, you know, I, I cannot be just by myself. You know, we it's it's us. It's we are. So I, I on the level of identity. A person sees himself as part of the community. Now, this has huge implications. And again, everything is not this black and white. There are many grades of, of gray, many shades of gray in between, uh, with some cultures being stronger on one side or the other. Now, as you are highlighting this identity issue for us, how does this impact team dynamics? It is a huge aspect. Well, let me just give a practical example, Alex. In um, group-oriented cultures, or collectivists, as we call, uh, let's say when you grow up, for, for the sake of us understanding and framing what we are trying to address here, when you grow up, you normally play the sports that everybody in your surroundings play. Very seldom... Um, people go out of their group to to play or to do some kind of activity that the group doesn't do. So, for example, I was born in Brazil. I lived there until I was 21. I'm a terrible soccer football player, but I had to play uh, football because my group did that. Very few things were were a part of that. And and there was not much, let's say, options for us to play something else. So, in order, because it's a, it was a collectivist type of culture, we sort of went along. We tried to play and never never really played well. Um, hardly play and gave up playing eventually when I saw other options. Well, on an individualistic culture, you have many choices, generally speaking. It is built, the society is built for people to look for things that fit their profile. So um, I came now and, and live in in U.S. Uh, some years ago we moved here. And then I see the abundance of uh, options that individuals have. It's, I cannot even 
enumerate all the possibilities you can do in terms of sports. And there are places and um, equipment and, um, and uh, activities for all kinds of tastes and choices. So the individualists, uh, they prize options to choose from. And, uh, but as you see, Alex, you know, in some cultures, you hardly see people, uh, especially in collectivists, the strong collectivists, people doing sports by themselves. It's generally an, a group activity. But in individualistic societies, um, people do like to do things together, but they also enjoy and they do what they, they choose, they, they want to, to, to do. So certain activities they do it together, but many activities they do it individually because they enjoy doing that. Being it, let's say, sailing, windsurfing, or or hiking, or mountain climbing, they can even go for days by themselves or with a colleague that enjoy those things. So those are certain aspects. How does this affect uh, uh, group dynamics? It's paramount, Alex, because if you choose, if you are going now, now it's the, the heart of our discussion. If you move to another culture and you want to engage in activities based on only on your choices, you have to ask, how, the, how will this resonate with others? How, what will they think? It might be perfectly in your own culture, but as you, as you engage in activities that exclude others, they may feel offended. There is nothing wrong in your culture and the way you were brought up, but the message or the understanding, like we say in communication, is not what we say, but communication is what other people understand. And communication is, uh, is expressed in many different ways, not just words. It's the way we behave, the way we act. People will, will kind of read us or our, our life. So it is paramount because for, what, for you or what you are doing in your culture might be perfectly normal. But in another culture, it's totally different the way they perceive Thank you. Now, Ron, let's move to the uh, second component of this uh, cultural value of individualism versus collectivism. And uh, as was announced in the beginning, um, we now move away from how different peoples see themselves, their identity. We now move to how they see others around them. All right, so not themselves, but others around them. And what is the difference there? Uh, if you could just give us a little bit uh, light on this particular component, and then we will apply it together to, uh, to the team dynamics. Well, in, in, um, in group understanding and group priority, the, the collectivists recognize the group as the basic social unit. So we will do things... Uh, together um, because the group is more important than myself and my fulfillment and those that is an important aspect here my fulfillment Alex is not on what I do but what we do so individualists will view individual as the as the focus and this the center of well-being but the collectivists see the unity the social unit the group 
as the the focus of well-being. So I would say um, it's almost uh, antagonistic because one was well, my fulfillment uh, is not necessarily as a group. Maybe I will do group activities, but it is on what I, let's say, my role in the group will fulfill me. While the the others will say, well, it's it's the result, the group, the collective, you see, the, the group is uh, the driving force, and I will fulfill, let's say, my needs being part, and, of course, feeling blessed by those around me that will contribute, but also by what I give. So it, it is it is somehow a different framework, perhaps in our own brains and the way we were brought up. It is not about what is best and what how, but it is more of a framework, I would say, than what is right and wrong. Because somebody told me the other day, uh, Alex, that in individualistic societies, it's not that people don't like group activities. There is a moment for those things, according to individual um, choices and, and how they see when and how they are going to involve, it, let's say, engage in group activities. But the collectivists, uh, they, they, they see, okay, the group is meeting now, so I, uh, I don't establish, uh, let's say, the, the, by myself, only the, how I uh, interact with the group. The group sort of unfolds the priorities for me. Uh, or how can I say that? I, are you following me or is there something that I could clarify here? How do you see this, Alex? Absolutely. So what I'm hearing from you is it has to do, this component has to do with setting priorities. And uh, what I also heard, Ron, is that we're not, when we're talking about people from individualistic cultures, mostly Western cultures, we are not, it's not about being selfish, which is the area of sin. Selfishness is sinful. That's not what we're trying to talk about here. It's not a moral issue. We are discussing a completely different thing here, which is a cultural tendency of individualistic cultures to um, be able to not just be able to, but actually set priorities based on personal needs. Now, the collectivistic cultures, they tend to set priorities based on what the group needs. And there is a very pronounced difference between those two, again, on its far, far flanks, with many shades of gray in between. Do I hear you correctly, Ron? Yeah, yes. Thank you for, for that um that clarification and that uh, addition there. This is very important, Alex, because we will all be talking from uh, somehow our our framework, frame of reference. Uh, having lived in different cultures, I have learned that what in some culture is perfectly normal, in the other culture might be, you have to be more careful. Uh, and it is... It, the cultures are becoming aware of each other now with the you know with the globalization with internet with uh, movies with communication all kinds of things people see this and it has to do sometimes with also with uh, uh, let's say individualistic cultures they see that in the individuals have to have choices opportunities 
So those things are, are created. And when you do have, let's say, this uh, opportunity to do things and, and, and sometimes even financial opportunities, those things become available because the, the choices I'm saying here become available for people to do things. Uh, but if you are from a group-oriented, let's say, a culture with priority um, on the group uh, instead of the individual, then the things will be um, easier to, to play out as a group, let's say activities and your social life in the, in the context of a group. And that's why sometimes you don't see many certain cultures with so many individual options. Thank you, Ron. Now we have two more to go through and the time flies. So what we've covered so far is how the different people in this cultural dimension see themselves, their identity. Next is how they relate to others, where the priorities are, what priorities are closer to heart. That was the second one. The third one is how do individualists and collectivists follow rules? Right. So this when they look at the society and the society makes different rules, um, individualists, they react to rules in one way and collectivists, they react to rules in another way or tend to, we always say. And how does that affect teams? Because as Adventists, we have lots of policies and we have lots of rules. And then these two different kinds of people come and their reaction to policies and rules are different. If you can really kind of show us what those differences are and what impact that has on teams. I'm laughing, Alex, because this is an area that it is quite interesting. Um, rules exist in all cultures, all societies. But let, let me put it this way. Um, I'm amazed of the amount of written rules in certain individualistic societies. The reason is needs to be clearly expressed so any individual who reads will understand. In some collectivist societies, I don't see as many rules written, not even signs, because it is assumed that many things are known in this collectivist society, collectivist group. So, uh, because the, in the, among the collectivists, there is so much interdependency, even safety things. I have noticed in my life that, for example, you go to a tourist area in individualistic countries, they are very picky about security. Let's say if you are near a... a a huge cliff or on they are very clear on security and no and or even with signs beyond this point is, is on your own risk and in many collectivist societies that i have been there are not so many uh, signs and, and rules about the dangers and this and that and one and i have always wondered why is it well, it's, it's generally accepted that people go together say, hey, don't do it. Hey, it is dangerous. Um, I'm not going to go into the details which one is better than the other because this is a, another topic. But I'm just expressing that quite often the rules and the, and the way people perceive things are 
built into their uh, into the, into many of their relationships. Let's put it this way: they they pass from one to the other. And now on the on the the aspect of teams and uh, and how let's say the interplay and counterplay of team dynamics and in our church, for example, those things do do exist. And actually, it affects tremendously the, the, the relationship among individuals because people will assume that certain things are the way they should be, and others may be new to that. What is the problem? There is no even written rule about it, but the rules are known. They are uh, they are. In, they're built into the norms and uh, the way people conform to the group. And so if you are an outsider, let's say from an individualistic or vice versa, you will not know all those, uh, let's say, built-in, built rules, built, sorry, rules that are built into the, the brain uh, and the factory of society. Thank you, Ron. Now this covers three components of this cultural value. Uh, a tendency to more individualistic side of the spectrum or more collectivistic side of the spectrum. We have one more, which is how these different groups of people create relationships, work relationships, and so forth. And this fourth one is huge because we cannot exist outside of relationships we do create relationships but we do it differently collectivists do it one way and individualists tend to do it in a different way if you could help us understand those differences and again just like with the others um, applied to our team dynamics among missionaries well the the relationship dynamics is quite interesting and um and every society will have different ways. So to, to, to begin with, Alex, there is no other rule except learn, listen, ask questions, and suspend judgment. So I will repeat, learn, listen, ask questions, and suspend judgment. Why is that? Because unless you really learn how people value things, why do they value those things? Unless you ask the, 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 the reasons behind why they do things the way they do, um, you will not really learn. Uh, some cultures that have a, um, a difficulty in asking questions. You see, you see how complex it is because that, that in itself is one, one uh, cultural value. People will not ask, will not express that they don't know because it will give the impression that not knowing it is shameful. Um, so you will save face by not asking that you don't know. Well, as opposed in some cultures, you are raised by saying to keep quiet and not ex not saying that you don't know. It is also shameful. So if you don't know, say so. I will help you. It is perfectly normal. And the teachers, since a young age, tell tell the students. Well, let me know um, if you have any doubt. If you don't know, please tell me. I will help you. It is not a problem. So, uh, the relationships uh, become complex. If you come from a culture, let's say that 
you are um, you are raised to say you you don't know you to ask questions. It's okay, but then you go to another culture that uh, people don't say that they don't know. So how do you know that they don't know? They will not tell you because it is shameful. So the relationships take many dimensions. It takes uh, values of uh, who, for example, in a group setting, who will speak first. There is age, hierarchy, gender. It is not about the, let's say, who is better or worse, but there is that kind of respect of who should speak first or who should give their opinion first. You may come from a culture, well, I have an idea, I can express myself uh, at the time that I want. Yes, it is true. Yes and not. No, uh, you can do that in certain places. Yes, in other places, not polite. It is not accepted. It is not about right and wrong, a, a universal rule. It is about what is, I would use the word, what is honorable what is comfortable, what is acceptable in certain cultures. So the relationship, the dynamics of relationships takes many places. And so you have to learn in order to perform well with your group, you have to learn all these things <clears throat> because not knowing is walking into the, into the fire uh, without the proper dress, you will be burned. And uh, so ask questions, suspend judgment, observe, and you will, you will go far away. Thank you, Ron. We have used up the time we have. Let me just very quickly uh, cover the four components that uh, we were elucidating today um, in the individualist, collectivist cultural value, and they are how the different groups view their identity that differ, how they set priorities, even work priorities, team priorities, those differ, how they follow rules or guidelines or policies, those also can be different. Lastly, how they create relationships in the team or outside the team, work relationship, personal relationships, those will also be different between those culturally different people groups. Now, this is important uh, that missionaries, um, as they engage each other on teams, that they look into those differences carefully, pray about it, observe, just like you said right now, learn very carefully, try to, try to peek into the reasons for those different behaviors that they observe and take each other positively and move forward together as teams that can be united around Jesus. Ron, anything you'd like to say for us to conclude this episode? Just pressing the button of suspend judgment when you don't understand something because cultures have different, um, they value different aspects, different things. So in some cultures, sometimes people appear or they embrace you with such a, I'm just giving an example here, you feel overwhelmed with, uh, with support and with care in the, at that moment. Then suddenly, days pass and you don't hear anymore about those friends. And uh, so you, in, coming from a different culture, you think, well, that was very warm in my face, in front of me, but then now, for a long period of time, I don't hear about them. Well, don't judge, because that may be a trait of the culture. They 
there are reasons for why people do things they do. And it might be completely different, not necessarily wrong, uh, but completely different according to your expectations. So that I constantly hammer this aspect, Alex, suspend judgment of things you do not understand. In the end, it is also biblical. Jesus said, the Bible say, do not judge. Thank you, Ron. Till next time, when we will continue helping missionary teams succeed and thrive in the field. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Before signing off, let me leave you with this reminder. Do not forget to see the other episodes in this series. They're all listed in the show notes. On this topic, please do share with us. How do you experience your intercultural team dynamics? What are some of the most crucial questions you have about serving on an intercultural team? Email me at otta at gc.adventist.org. We will be happy to address your primary concerns in this series. I'm your host, Alex Ott. Have a great week, and I will see you in a new episode next Friday.